It's hey. Opinions Are Cheap with Cameron and Chad. Yay, it's us too. I don't Bye, know. Everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. What are you up to there, Chad? So, I found uh, someone sent a neat thing. I'm going to send you the URL. It's called uh, powerlistings.fandom.com slash wiki slash special colon random. And I want you to click on that, and I want to know what comes up. Ooh, I got irreversible destruction. That's pretty neat. That I don't know what you would do with that one. Um, like destroy things. I guess. So I guess you're a supervillain. Like, like if if you if you got that, would you become? A, what would you do with it? Like if you you woke up one day and this is your superpower. Um, I think a lot of people are gonna wake up that day and find out there's just no more Canada, and they're not sure what happened. Why would you attack Canada? What did they ever do to you? It's within arm's reach. Fair. I can't. I can't deny that logic. You, you, you shitty superhero. But what? There's or, all the bears no, no. and the wolves. I know. I know. Destroy everything except Russia. It's like, hey, Russia, you want the world? You can have it. Good luck. That would actually be. That's actually an interesting premise for like a story, like a comedy, right? Because like, what do you, what what do they do? What do you do? Especially if if you destroy it in a way where it's uninhabitable, so they're still stuck being in Russia. It's like when a dog catches a car, it, it doesn't know what to do. Yeah, and it's like, but it's still cold and shitty here. It's like, yep, sucks to be you. Where are you going to get your uh, Mexican lesbian porn you keep Googling, huh? No more Mexico. Yeah. They could get Sorry, Russians Russia. to... Like I said, they could get Russians to do Mexican face. Uh, it's not like... At that point, like, who are you going to make mad, right? Like, well, Yeah, who's going to be offended? The Russians that are left? So do I have to apologize for another episode? <laughs> we're off to a good start. Um, I'm going to do one more. Let's try. I think I got Ketrop. No, Cat. Keta. No. Catoptromancy. What is that? Well, it's the manipulation of mirrors or the ability to see things through mirrors. I feel like that is a super specific power i don't know what you would do with that oh dude that's a very cameron power i would I mean, just be an asshole i was gonna say like i you could do a lot of like sleight of hand like you magic tricks right and you manipulate the mirrors you're like how does he do that oh it's probably mirrors and you're like what mirrors like you could be a really good magician i i would i would straight up like drive people insane or you could be an asshole like that's cool I, too that no i think there's a I think having a magic power like that, that no one can prove you did it, is invaluable. Like, all you have to do is have, like, when two people are looking in a mirror, one person sees the other person draw a knife and go to stab them. And when they turn around, like, they're not standing in that position at all and they have no idea what happened. And that just have that keep happening every time they look in a mirror and they'll just break as a person. That There you go. You figured it out. I got, I got, so the two I got is one of them was Alicorn Physiology, and it's a picture of Twilight Sparkle, so I guess I could turn into Twilight Sparkle. Um, There's no way that's your random power you got? That is the random power I got. Uh, That's great. That's, well, and here's the thing, right, is like, okay, that's kind of stupid, but... As a as a magic user, Twilight Sparkle is pretty strong. Like, do I get all of that magic ability plus the flying? Like, this is actually this isn't a bad choice. I mean, I'd have to look like a, a you know an alicorn to do it. Um, I don't think that would be the most flattering version of me, but I don't know. I like purple, so I guess I got that covered already. Uh, the other one I got was Justice Deity Physiology, which is the power to possess or have traits of a Justice Deity. I don't I don't entirely know what that means. That's what Shazam is. Oh. Well, there's go, a lot a lot associated with that. You go Shazam and lightning strikes you and now you're the shape of Twilight Sparkle. <laughs> the picture is uh is a a woman with her eyes covered holding a sword and then carrying a set of scales and she's got like a a Greek kind of dress on. So I don't know how how literal we're getting with this, or if I'm going to be a little bit more like Shazam, who I guess is like, yeah, a godlike justice figure. He has fun. Okay, I want to pick one more 
and not act like a sociopath and immediately come up with the worst use of my power. I got Earth Teleportation. Oh, that's neat. So you can, like, sink into the Earth and just come out somewhere else. Oh, that would be fun. That's really practical. I would just travel a lot. That's easy. Yeah, I mean, you could, yeah, it's like, all of a sudden, hey, I don't need a car. I can just go through the Earth to get to work. Like, Man, I have, like, a fantasy. I think about this a lot at work. Where it's like, if I could make portals like Doctor Strange, I would open up a freight company and just completely monopolize the market. Like, I could get as much business as I want. Like, oh, you need something on the other side of the world instantly without any paperwork? That would be great. You also realize people would be like, hey, can you send these drugs to the other side of the world without any paperwork? Uh, with enough money, I can. There you go. And then the the portal to jail opens up under them. Ah. And then the, the portal of the bank opens above me and all the money comes pouring in and I laugh. I I would like the teleport stuff. Like, it would be great. Because I think about that every once in a while, too. It's like, if I didn't have to drive to work, I would save about 40 minutes a day. I would I would love I would love to have this power to teleport things everywhere and I'd be famous and people would know oh wow Cameron he can teleport things anywhere I wonder what he does in his free time and meanwhile Jared Leto is going to be like why do these used condoms keep appearing in my trailer ha uh, that's a good yeah um my my third one is demonic whip generation so I can make a demonic whip all right. Or or a baby other demonic weaponry. Um a la like Devil May Cry or Castlevania, I guess. I don't know I, if it's I love I love when there's like ensemble superheroes and there's always that one guy that has the worst power. Like it's either too niche or just underwhelming. Like I, I feel like in his own comic book, a uh, Hawkeye or Green Arrow, you know, they're really cool. They're really impressive. They do what they're good at because they're getting the situations that they're good at. And then it's like, okay, Hawkeye, team up with Thor and the Hulk. And there's a giant, there's a satellite that's crashing in from outer space. And also aliens are rising up out of the ocean. So Hawkeye, just shoot at some aliens while the superheroes handle it. Yeah, uh, I don't know what I would do with a demonic whip. I'm not particularly athletic. Um, I feel like I have a high chance of hurting myself with a regular whip. You add, like, spikes and demon energy, I'm just going to lose a limb. Uh, they're kind of kinky, though. I suppose, like, there's a certain level of, uh, if I wanted to make some adult videos. But then you might accidentally kill your actress, and then now you're in jail. And then I'd have to get you to teleport me out, and we could sell drugs with your teleporters. And I could be like your bodyguard. I'd be the weird anime guy with the whip. Um, and, and people are like, man, we don't want to fuck with that guy. And then John Wick would show up once we accidentally killed his dog. Because let's be real, that's going to happen. We're bad at this. So, Did you ever um, did you ever read that classic D&D story about the, the ring that makes your finger disappear? No. So uh, a salesman had a magic ring that would it would turn your finger invisible. And he just, it, like, it doesn't do anything else. It's just, okay, this novel trick. And so the party bought it, right? And they're experimenting, and they found it didn't turn your finger invisible. It made your finger disappear. And they're yeah, like, yeah, oh, wait a minute. What? Those are, those are different things. Yeah. And like, oh, well, wait a minute. What is this? And so they're looking. And as far as I could assume, it was actually a miniature, like, fairy portal. And so what they did was they got a note and they wrote a letter and they rolled it up really narrow and fit it through the ring. And then a day later, another note came out, but it was very small and it was like too small that they had trouble reading it. But they figured, okay, that means that there's actually like fairies on the other side of this portal. They weren't sure what to do with it. Um, so they tried sending another letter, like asking, hey, where are you? And they never got a response back. And they're like, this is stupid. So they threw it in a lake. And then, um, like, after a session later, uh, they heard word that there was upheaval in the fairy kingdom because, like, all of their lands are getting flooded and they don't know why. Yeah, I was going to say, but I know what happens next. And then that started a war with the mermaids that live in the lake because half their lake is gone. And so they're running out of, like, land, basically. And basically, it turned like there it was disrupting trade routes in the nation, 
and basically everything was turning so chaotic that the party decided that it wasn't worth hanging out anymore and left. Oh wait, so so they didn't actually like finish the story. Yeah. That's an awful ending. That's a classic. That uh, cuz that setup is fucking fantastic. Like I'm like jealous of like how creative and interesting that setup is and then it's just like they didn't they didn't want to play anymore cuz it got too complicated. It's like that sucks. Now you know what it's like to be a DM. Kinda, yeah. I mean, well, I feel like what would be if you had that ring? It, you you realize some guy would put a gun barrel to it, just start shooting in it, right? Like, I I honestly thought it was gonna turn into a dick joke. Well, that too. Oh huh. well, I'm disappointed. I want to know how this ends. Like, oh, I would love to to, to solve you know like solve the riddle. Like, do you go back and try to find the ring? You go. You get some wizards. I don't think it'd be that hard to find because you'd probably like if you, depending on how deep the lake is, like you'd see the the spout right because it it's coming out like there'd be like a drain in a, like a whirlpool or whatever. Maybe it kind of equalized out. Like there's like an equilibrium between the two. Oh, okay. so I think it settled at some point. Huh. I like that's a that's a cool story. I feel a little uh, a little cock teased by it. Um. Oh well. Cameron, it's only it's only been twelve minutes. Do you want to start the show? Yeah, what what are we talking about today? So I believe I mentioned this during our SpongeBob watch along. Mm. You never watched the Legend of Zelda show, did you? No. So let's watch an episode. Okay. Um Is this the right one? Yes. There we go. This is episode uh, three, The White okay. Knight. So, yeah, so I guess uh, we can, I'll talk over the opening if you want to just lower the volume. Okay. Uh, but if you have it up, let's go ahead and start it in three, two, one, go. Hey, Paisanos, so, it's the Super did you ever watch the Super Mario Brothers Super Show? Super show? No. I, I loved it. It was a fun show growing up. I think after the first season, it was successful enough that they were like, hey, let's get some more of this Tenento stuff. And they greenlit the Zelda show. Okay. I don't... I don't think the Zelda show was nearly as inspired. Like, the designs aren't that great. And it's not, like, particularly exciting or funny. I think the Mario show is pretty funny, but... I don't know. There was a certain charm missing, so it only went one season. I like this intro, like, the, it's got so much charm. Yeah. It, this is a lot more fun than the Zelda one was. Oh, Glad we're watching fact, the Zelda one. Yeah. In fact, we could probably watch a, a Super Mario one of these days, but... Let's watch The Legend of Zelda. Yeah, I feel like I've been lied to. I just got, like, a really great opening, and now we're going to... To Zelda. Which looks like has its own opening. Yeah, I don't know why this is set up this way, but there it goes. And like you said, we're watching episode three, The White Knight. I feel like with Mario, you look at the characters and you smile and you go, yeah. well, this is fun. And with Zelda, if, you, if you're not familiar with the games, you kind of look at it and go, is this King Arthur? Is this Robin Hood? Yeah. What is this about? Oh, they put that line in the opening, huh? The excuse. Yeah, it's his catchphrase. I, I, I thought. Well, isn't that a great heroic catchphrase? No. <laughs> I do like the music starting out, though. I was like, oh, I recognize that music. That's the Zelda music. Do you like Zelda? Have we talked about this? Zelda's fine. I think Zelda's overrated. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd, I... Mean, I think some of the Zelda games are legitimately fantastic and, like, yes. deserve their acclaim. Uh, as a series, I don't know. I feel like there's some misses or some just, like, that game was fine. I think um, I, I want to compare the Legend of Zelda franchise to the Star Wars franchise. Okay. Where there's stuff that I just absolutely adore, I would get a tattoo of... And then there's other stuff where it's like, man, this is embarrassing. 
there's a there's a level of normie appeal where like people like Link and will dress up like Link for Comic Con, but they don't necessarily like have all the nerdy trivia down. Like they can't name any of the enemies. Sure. Um. Whereas I'm a real nerd who can quote the whole Zelda rap. Uh, it's one of those cartoons too, where like he's got a sword, but he has to do like cartoon violence with it. He's not like stabbing anybody. Whoa, yeah, he he's... shoots lasers more than sword yeah. plays. Um, it, which is it always I had that problem with the Ninja Turtles. Like I don't know why people fell in love with the Ninja Turtles. Like it's like he's got a cool sword. He never stabs or cuts anybody with it. He waves it threateningly and then kicks and punches. I don't know. See, I like this too. You notice Zelda is like getting in on the action. Yeah. And killing bad guys. Like this one show is more progressive than the entirety of the game series. <laughs> <laughs> How are you empty? They're magic arrows that don't exist. I'm confused. I like I like like the enemies seem kind of cool like uh, I don't know this I, I guess I thought this would be worse than what it is I I did pick one that was a little better um because there's a couple real stinkers but I, I think I don't know there's a there's a serviceable quality to this where it's like yeah I can see why this got greenlit it's fine I feel like it's not maybe balancing its action with its comedy very well but maybe because the comedy's not funny. The comedy is not funny. I like the Darksiders games, which are like Zelda, but not Zelda. And I've talked about them before, I think, on this show. Why does he just let the rope go? Because he has to get the ruby. Oh. That we don't know what it does. I don't know. Oh, there's the line again. He said the line. Yay. I want a t-shirt. Like, it says, well, excuse me, princess. There'll be a, like a picture, picture like Peter Griffin. Oh, that'd be kind of funny. No, don't throw the shield. Why did he do that? He like his shield automatically reflects projectiles, and he's like, "Well, I bounced one off. I'll get rid of this." Yeah. Greetings. Ooh, who's this guy? He's some sort of light-clothed knight. God, the, the humans are so ugly. Even Link's kind of ugly. I also like how Link has brown hair, because I think this was made right after Link to the Past. Where, uh, is that where they started giving him brown hair, or did he start with brown hair? I think he started with brown hair and then he got blonde as it went on. I think the blonde stuff must have started right after this show. Which is funny, because everybody else has blonde hair in this. Or yellow hair, as it is. Oh, there's a really great gif from another episode where Link has to get somewhere real fast and he's desperate. So he literally draws out a bomb and throws it on the ground and then like jumps on it with his shield and sits on his shield and it explodes to propel him forward. To That's kind of cool. Well, it, that foreshadowed like Ocarina of Time speed runs. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, are we gonna get to see Ganon? I'm not impressed with the backdrops. No. You know what's better than this is the Dungeons and Dragons show. I like this guy's looking at like this weird chair with legs and he's like staring into the chair's crotch. Yeah, he's not looking into the glass part. No, 
He's like, I want to stare at this thing's dick. I like how the music is clearly inspired by the game. Like, it's not completely removed. Yeah. But yeah, this backdrop sucks. It's mostly just like a purple void. It's very lazy. So what's with that moon? I don't know. I can't tell if it's lazy or if they're going for an avant-garde mystical other realm. Yeah. What was your name again? Daddy, he's Prince Facade, the famous adventurer. Adventurer! Adventurer? Didn't we have one of those around someplace? Well, there's Link, of course, but he's not in the prince's class. Prince Facade is one... I like how this, like, very, uh, it's classist. It's, it's like, fuck Link, he's poor. And I'm Princess Zelda. Pretty much. That's such a weird interpretation of, like, okay. these characters. It is. I, I do like that one bit where he looks in the mirror and winks to himself. Yeah, like, I mean, he's... why not, right? He's... he's literally... okay, Link is bathing in the same room that they keep the Triforce of Wisdom. <laughs> like, it's literally, like, on a shrine in the middle of the washroom. Whoa, her voice is weird. Now, her face looks just like what's her name. Um Oh no, who is the who is that lady that that was in the guild? Uh Felicia Day. Okay. The the fairy's face looks just like Felicia Day, which is kind of funny to me. Uh, since she played the fairy in The Legend of Neil. Oh. Oh, there you go. Going full fairy circle. Fairy ring. Did it. Telling lies, eh? Mind if I join you? Link, what are you wearing? Oh, this old thing had it for years. I like how he's like, you know what I'll do is I'll put a plant on my head. That'll impress them. I feel like they're relying on slapstick, which doesn't work in animation. If, I don't know if I would agree with that. It's just it, it has to work differently, right? Like there's a lot of cartoons that rely on slapstick, but they're they're much they're much more cartoony than this as far as like Limbs stretching, mouths falling wide open, you know? Oh, that's a that's a completely different category than slapstick. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, I guess... I would, like, are we talking about, like, Tom and Jerry stuff? Yeah. Because I, I think there's, like, cartoon violence, and then there's just, like, I fell over. Okay, yeah, I suppose. That, that I, that, I guess that's what that. I mean. <laughs> yeah, because, like, cartoon violence is great, and this is just kind of lame, because, like, I've witnessed cartoon violence before. No, like, this... don't. Oh, God. Oh, he's okay. I thought he was going to kill that's... himself. And then it's one of those things, like, he gets laughed at for being a dumbass, and he just jumps out of, like, a castle window, and it's fine. Well, yeah, it's like, when they, when they need him to, he's super clumsy and stupid. And then when something dangerous is happening, he's the only hero that can do it. Yeah. And it's kind of just, it's not funny, it's more frustrating that it's like, okay, you're supposed to respect him or not. Yeah, it's like whatever the plot calls for. I like all these enemies that are based on the sprites. Yeah. I don't know why she's impressed with him. He's clearly an asshole. Well, she also, like, she spends a lot of time adventuring with Link and has stopped Ganon multiple times. Like, this isn't the first time that she's seen a hero. Yeah. Whoop. No, shoot them. There you go.
Oh. The other thing is, like, he seems totally capable. You kind of expect him to be, like, a coward or incompetent or something, and that's the reveal, but it's like he's fighting off multiple spiders by himself. Yeah. I don't know what his deal is, because I feel like there has to be one. It's a cartoon, but maybe he's just legit. So I, I feel like I kind of appreciate that. Like, I don't actually know where this episode is going, because like you said, he's clearly capable of fighting the bad guys. You know, I thought this would be a rougher time, but I'm glad you're kind of enjoying the cartoon. Yeah, it's not like the worst thing ever. It's not the sort of thing to go out of your way and watch or anything, but I, I thought no. this would be like a bizarre train wreck we can't stop laughing about. Oh, his thing is he doesn't like dirt. Because he didn't want to shake Link's hand because it was dirty. Which, honestly, this is really funny. <laughs> okay, it's not bad. This is great. He's like, I can be really heroic as long as there's no dirt. Yeah, Ganon, we got it. You didn't have to explain it to us. So, like, Link comes back and just finds Zelda is, like, drowned in the lake. I'm sorry, Princess. Maybe next time. Best of luck. And I mean that. Really. Remember when he slipped and fell for no reason? Mm-hmm. That's funny, he called him a Zola. Wow. Is that does that count as racism? I don't get it. It's a Zora. Oh. I didn't I I I liked his line where she's like, I'm gonna save her, but she's not worth saving. Like, they fucking hate each other. The real funny thing is, is they clearly have a will-they-won't-they they dynamic, but most of the porn is of Ganon fucking Zelda. Or not, or Ganon fucking Link, I'm sorry. I don't want to get that wrong. No, I've, I've seen the other one. Oh. I've actually seen this really beautiful painting. I wonder if I can find it. We still don't know what that fucking jewel does. I'm guessing it's just money. It, Makes the money yeah, noise. It might be a magical artifact, or it might be literally just five rupees. Yeah. I like the music a lot, like... And he just shrugs like, ah, oh, I'm in one of these shows. <laughs> kind of like the do the Mario dance. Oh yeah, this is timeless. This is this is charming. I, I I enjoyed this. This was fun. Well, you know what? I'm glad you enjoyed this. Um, I mean, you get it. I think this is a better episode than some of them. Sure. But uh, that being said, it, it was fun. Uh, I want to send you this Zelda and Ganon picture. Cause it is art. Do do do. What are we looking at here? Um. Oh wow, they really went piggy on on Ganon in this image. It's kind of funny. Kinda, it reminds like me of a like a parody of an actual piece, right? I was gonna say like it, it reminds me of one of those like old, slightly erotic, slightly like. Uh, dark, you know, demons with women or, or, like, whatever paintings, right? Like, like Renaissance era. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, the word I was looking for. Man, I will say Zelda's, like, like facial expression on there is pretty, uh, pretty enchanting. Like, she's, she looks like she's being romanced. She's having a good, having an okay time. Yeah, it's, it's a piece called The Beast and the Princess, which I believe is, uh, it's like, um, What's the word? It's an homage or a study of a, an actual classical piece, but I'm having trouble finding the source material. All of these are actually really nice. 
yeah, I'm sending you a bunch of these like Renaissance era paintings. I I like the one with the Zora princess where like the interpretation of her as just like a more typical mermaid is super interesting because that's what the story would be if told at that time. Um, but they also incorporate her weird fish head into how her her hairdo is done with a little gem instead of her eye. And it's like there's a, there's such attention to detail. It's super clever. Link looks so like tired and defeated, and his clothes are drenched, but she's like consoling him. It's kind of a nice painting. Yeah, yeah, these are cool. I I don't really care for the one with Link holding Ganon's head. Um, I feel like it 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 it's less that it's like poorly done, and more just that scene itself doesn't quite fit what i think is zelda whereas i guess neither does zelda fucking ganon are getting ready to but <laughs> well what do i know i don't it's know do you remember wind like, waker uh remember what wind waker oh yeah i mean like that ends with link impaling ganondorf with the sword I like suppose. through his skull yep yep that's true i i never actually played that one my brother played it i watched him play a decent chunk uh, I believe that's his favorite Zelda game. I had it, that last fight is so cinematic. That game does everything right. Um, I can understand why it's anybody's favorite, but that last fight with Ganondorf is really neat because the whole time they build him up as this like huge threat, but you never see much of him. So it's not like you get like the little halfway mid bosses where it's like, oh, I get it now. He's kind of mysterious the whole time. Yeah, and when you finally find him, he gives this really like sad speech about how like terrible his life is, and you kind of understand what's driving him, which makes him feel like more of a threat. And then he draws these two huge swords, and it's like, oh, okay, now it's gonna get real. And as the fight progresses, the enemy AI gets better. So you think you figure him out, but then he starts blocking attacks that he wasn't blocking before. Oh, and it's cool. like, oh, wait a minute. And then you get, like, this cool combo where you roll around his back, but then he, like, swings his swords behind him and, like, blocks behind him and turns around to swing at you in one, like, fluid motion. And so you have to learn to backflip after you do that. And it gets so intense, Zelda jumps in and she starts um shooting light arrows to, like, stun him. And it gets to the point where he starts dodging those arrows and you have to line up a shot where you reflect her light arrow with your shield so she's actually aiming at you so that you can hit him yeah and and i remember once like i was fighting him and it was like i was almost getting through like i was just like exchanging shot 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 blow 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 and it's like ching 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 and it's raining and the whole world's like ending around you and out of nowhere, he, like, took a step backwards and jumped straight up into the air. And right behind him was Zelda. And she was just about to fire an arrow. And I flipped out. and was like, ah! So I did a backflip. She shoots the arrow, and it coasts under me. Because it would have hit me if I was standing still. And it's like, wow, I can't believe I did, like, a Matrix backflip over the arrow. And nice. then right when I land, Ganon lands directly behind me and swings both the swords down. And I had to, like, roll around that. And it was like, you couldn't have choreographed something that looked cooler. Right, right. You know? That's the one thing. Um, I feel like the, the, the Zelda bosses as the games went on almost got less interesting or less like... They became, especially with uh, with uh, Skyward Sword. Or not Skyward Sword, um, Twilight Princess. I remember the bosses in that game being very underwhelming. Like, they would look kind of cool. But it's always set up like, oh, the item you got in that dungeon is how you kill him, which is fine. But it, I just, I don't remember them ever being, like, difficult. Like, I never got any of this, like, major satisfaction that I took down a big boss. It was just like, oh, yeah, I threw the boomerang, and the boss didn't know what to do with the boomerang. And then I stabbed him, and he died. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a little bit too much reliance on that. You know, Wind Waker had very interesting bosses, too, where they would incorporate the item you got, but it was a puzzle. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just use your boomerang and you'll stun him. It's more like, oh, you have to use your boomerang, but you need to do the multi-lock-on thing to hit these pillars all at the same time. And it's like you have to time it right on top of using it. And so there's just that much more attention to detail where it's like, oh, you got to figure this out. Um, Yeah, I (laughs) Wind Waker was really inspired. Um, The, uh... So I don't remember most of the bosses from uh, 
Skyward Sword. I don't think, which goes to show you, I guess, how good they were. Like, that game was, that game had, like, really interesting stuff and really kind of underwhelming stuff. I never played Breath of the Wild. When it comes to the Darksiders Man. games, those had okay bosses. The first game had, uh, you had too much power creep, so by the time you got to, like, the last couple bosses, you had just so much more health that they were kind of trivial fights until the last, you know, Satan character you fought who was just, you know, he'd knock down, like, a full health bar per attack. And like, oh, well, I guess that's one way to, you know, inflate the difficulty. Um, Darksiders 2 had a couple of really good bosses, but it suffered from the same thing. As once you got really good gear and a lot more health, it was just too easy. You just kind of, like, walked in and steamrolled them. But since you were playing Death, it kind of worked out. We're like, yeah, I mean, I shouldn't struggle to kill these things. I'm literally fucking Death. I'm the, you know, Horseman of the Apocalypse. And then Darksiders 3 was very uh, Soulsborne-inspired. And so that actually had some pretty cool bosses, but it didn't quite have the craft of the Soulsborne games as far as like the split second dodging and the game mechanics that felt really good. Like I, I personally, I like Darksiders 3, but it wasn't as good as the games it was imitating. And it could get frustrating when you're fighting something that just felt like it wasn't really designed well. And that's why it was hard. Yeah, that can get in the way for sure. If we're talking like, that genre, I think my favorite might be Okami. Oh yeah, I've never played that, but I've heard really good things about it. That I think a lot of people talk about the art design on that and how it looked all inky and painterly, but reality, the game was actually very good. Um, the world was fun to explore. It was rewarding to get new powers, but you never felt like underpowered or intentionally held back. Like it felt like a natural development as you explore. The bosses were engaging. Some of them were like interesting puzzles, like Wind Waker. Um, yeah, I, I really recommend Okami. I'm kind of surprised there aren't more like Zelda style games as far as like that that level of dungeon with the puzzles, because it, it's a really good formula, right? Like, it, it Darksiders just shamelessly ripped it off, which cool. I enjoyed it. I, I don't care. Um, yeah. I'm surprised more games don't like there. There's you know the the. The Metroidvania is like its own genre of ripping these two off. And there's a, quite a few games in that now, uh, especially like yeah. indie ones. So, like where, so where are why the Zelda aren't there... ripoffs? Yeah, exactly. That's a little weird now that you point that out because there's such demand for Zelda games. Oh, yeah. Like, like, people really like them. I think if someone made a pretty good indie Zelda game, like it would go places. I think Breath of the Wild is kind of a bad game. Um, I think it's a very fun toy. And it's a very good sandbox. And it's the kind of thing you can spend a lot of time in and feel satisfied with. But it's a terrible Zelda game. And personally, I got bored of it very fast. That's fair. Uh, Joe I, seemed to really like it. I think I, I wasn't bothered by its existence ever until they announced Breath of the Wild 2. And it's like, oh, great. We're, we're going to go how many years before we get an actual Zelda game? I appreciate them, like, doing something new with the formula, I guess, but I don't know, like, I you'd get excited for a Zelda game because you know exactly what you want out of it. it it's kind of that weird spot where, like, when a band is like, we're putting out a new CD and then they change things up too much and you're pissed, or they don't change, thing up enough, change things up enough and you're pissed, uh, where it's like, you want that Zelda thing, but you're like, yeah, but I played the last one and this feels exactly like the last one, and so it's like, how do you... How do you keep iterating where it's like, it's the last one, but better. It's the last one, but better it, before it gets stale. Um, and I don't know. I mean, because I, I definitely have my preferences for Zelda games. Like I think uh, Ocarina of Time is great. I really like uh, the Oracle games on the Game Boy. I really like uh, Link's Awakening on the Game Boy. The other ones are fine that I've played. Like I enjoyed them. I would maybe play them again, but I don't know that it's like, there's a couple of them that just feel like really special to me. And a lot of them are just like, that's a fun Zelda game. I'm glad it exists. Cause I wanted to play a Zelda game. I guess, uh, do you have like a fantasy dream? Perfect Zelda game. Uh, not really. I said, I've never really thought about it. Yeah. I I've been thinking about that some today. Cause I did like intend for this to be the topic. Okay. Um, but it's also, like, I don't really have an answer. I almost... So I've been looking at this Link's Awakening, like, concept art. And it's, like... The... 
the art behind this game was so much more interesting than the game we actually got. And then when they did the HD like remake modern version, they didn't go with this art. They did not. They did not. And it just bums me out because <laughs> I kind of it's not that I want the gritty hardcore adult Legend of Zelda. You know, I don't I, I think Wind Waker is really, really cool, but they picked a new art design and they went with it. And with Link's Awakening, I feel like even though they dedicated to the plastic toy look, it was clearly inspired by Game Boy sprites, which I don't think are representative of what a Game Boy sprite is supposed to mean. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that that was one of those debates that the internet talked about forever, so we don't have to retread that. But it's like, what what do I actually want? Um, I've seen a lot of people say that they want, like, either a female Link or a game where Zelda's the hero. And it's like, that would be enough to satisfy them. But it's like, no, I think we should really lean into um, not not just, like, a deconstruction, because that's overplayed now, too. But really, like, what would a Zelda adventure be? If Zelda went on, on an adventure, would she just have a sword and do the same stuff? Or would she have her own kind of story to tell? Yeah, because I like her moveset in uh, Smash Brothers, right? Like, she's very magic-focused. Um, right. She has those sweet spot hits where, like, a lot of her moves spike or, like, have a lot of knockback if you get get it at that right moment. Uh, so she's really fun to play. I like her fireballs and, like, the, she can summon a, you know, a knight that zooms forward with a sword. Like, I, I would like to... If I were going to play Zelda in a game, I would want to really incorporate, like, the magic stuff and, like, maybe give her a sword and a shield, too, but those are, like, last resort weapons. Like, you're, you're, you don't want anybody to get near you because you're maybe kind of a glass cannon. Have you played any of those, uh, what are they, Muso games? So I kind of liked uh, the first one. You okay there? Um, I like the first one. There's a lot of playable characters in it. And it's like, uh, like similarly, like Zelda's neat, but they also put in, um, like Impa with her ninja powers and, um, and Sheik with better ninja powers and, um, and Linkle where she like dual wields mini crossbows and and she kind of has her own character. Like she's just, she's not, what if Link was a girl? It's like, no, actually here's a new character. Yeah. That fills that spot. And it's like, oh, that's kind of neat. Um, I don't know. I I think my favorite Zelda is Majora's Mask, which is one of those weird outliers that don't fit in with the other games at all. Yeah, I've never played that, but I know it's like structurally a bit different and very tonally different. And I think I just I miss the uh I miss the personality. <laughs> um I could rant and rave. I could talk an hour about just Majora's Mask. Uh I don't know that you necessarily could make another thing like Majora's Mask, like one-to-one, but I kind of just want something where it says Legend of Zelda, but it's not, um, it's not just a nostalgia thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I feel like you need to balance the whimsical and the dark and, like, the cartoony really well, because to me, Zelda has all three of those. I don't want to be like, oh, it's Zelda, but now it's Skyrim, right? Or it's Zelda, but it's got, like... It's realistic and gritty, and, and there's blood. Like, that's not what I want from Zelda. I like it when you kill something, it kind of poofs into smoke and vanishes. Um, but I do want, I don't know, maybe a little more, like, atmosphere or something to him. Like, I remember when uh, uh, Twilight Princess was coming out, and, like, the very first screenshots, uh, the, the, the dark area you would go into, the, the Shadow Realm or whatever it was, like, it was in black and white, and then there'd be, like, these really, like, neon red and, and kind of turquoise colors on the monsters and i was like that's really striking just really visually i really liked that it was kind of creepy yeah and then when the game came out they ended up keeping they, they didn't go black and white they went a little more like desaturated a little fuzzier like they kind of put a blur on everything um, yeah everything had so much bloom and it it was just a step back like it wasn't the the worst thing ever but Compared to what, like, they were promising, I was like, man, they could have, this could have been, like, a way more visually interesting game. I like Spirit Tracks. That's that right, America. Cute. I'm the one. Ha. Huh. Um, did you play that one? No. I thought it was really cute. Uh, I have a soft spot for trains, and I have a soft spot for the um, postal service. And so, 
I found it oddly interesting the way that that game is set up and Link is graduating postal school and he's now a train conductor that uses his train to deliver mail. And like I, you your your first mission is go to Hyrule Castle and deliver a letter to the princess. And you go there and you meet the Princess Zelda and then you go back to work. And it's like, well, you have to deliver mail somewhere else. And the whole game, you never stop being a mailman. Oh, that's great. Like, you literally, you'll get all of your side quests are, say, you're part of the postal service. Will you take this letter down to whatever? And it's basically what guides you through your journey while you're hitting up the map. Sure. Uh, the train managing mechanic was fun. It was kind of like sailing, but it's on a track. So instead of, like, constantly, like, steering and adjusting... Uh, you're kind of free to look around and shoot cannons at enemies and and look at your map and stuff. And it was, like, kind of chill in the same way that the sailing was in Wind Waker. Yeah. Uh, it was also interesting narratively that Zelda dies. Oh, wow. And she is a ghost that follows you on your journey. And sometimes, like, she'd be flying along the train or she would just sort of, like, sit on the back and, like, enjoy the ride with you and talk. And she would help you in dungeons. Uh, she would possess a dark nut armor. So you had like a second player to help solve puzzles sometimes. That's cool. Yeah. And it's like, it was kind of interesting where it's like, oh, there's a lot of new stuff. Like, oh, we get a lot of Zelda in this one. Like we never get to spend time with her. So it's kind of interesting that like she's there for every cutscene, like offering commentary. And it's like, oh, this is, this is kind of neat. I, I don't know that it was, like, a great game, like, I recommend it, but I really enjoyed it at the time. That sounds fun. I like, I mean, anything that, it's one of those things, I like, how do you, how do you do it, something new without going too new? And I, I'm guessing people maybe didn't like that because it went too new. But I, Possibly. I, I, I don't, I'm thinking of, like, some of my favorite stuff with Zelda. Like, the first time I played Ocarina of Time was, like, pretty magical because it was the first time I had seen, for only, like, a game of that size. Like, that game felt huge. And all the different characters and the places and the the or the monsters and stuff, right? Like, like that was that was really special. And so when you see them again in other Zelda games, you're like, yeah, but I've already met the Zoras, I've already met the the Gor Gorons or whatever they're called. Um, but so then, like, uh, I don't know, like Four Swords Adventure. Remember that one on the GameCube? Yes. So something like that comes out, and it's all of a sudden like, hey, we got a different gimmick here. You can play with like your friend uh, if you have the Game Boy Advance stuff, and it's like fuck yeah, this is really fun, and the puzzles are very, like, cooperative-based, because you have to, like, you know, put people on buttons and do things in a certain way. And that was, I don't remember a lot about that game, but I remember, like, really, really liking it, because I could play with my brother. We ran through it a handful of times. Um, And so, I have a feeling I would probably really like Spirit Tracks, just because it, it seems like it's offering something pretty different and a different tone uh, and a really interesting takes on things I'm familiar with, which... Like I said, there's a risk reward there, right? But I I don't know. That's what I would maybe want. Like that sounds like a good time. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could you could emulate it and try for yourself real quick. I suppose. Um, I, I'm looking up like weird alternate uh, like concept art for Zelda fan ideas. What do you think about different time periods? Like if it's more of a futuristic Zelda. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of don't like that. At the same time, I know it's uh, Breath of the Wild had, like, the robot stuff kind of moving around. Uh, I think that works as an aesthetic. So I'm I'm open to it, but I'm not thinking, like, if you're talking, like, what about Zelda but Mass Effect or whatever, it's like, well, no, that I would probably put my foot down on. Because I, I feel like the fantasy is kind of the appeal, right? Yeah. I don't. What was that inspiration like? They, didn't didn't they get the idea specifically from, uh, um, like going outside and just you know picking up a stick and going like I'm a sword and I will save the princess and that was like playtime, and that's what inspired Legend of Zelda was like here's your sword go out and explore. Wouldn't surprise me. And I feel like getting back to that route is what inspired Breath of the Wild. Like they literally charted out the entire map with NES sprites and they mapped out the geography of the game with the idea of let's design an NES game like the first Legend of Zelda and then we'll overlay the modern game aesthetics over it and so they they're like okay there'd be mountains over here and then there'd be the lake over here and then 
this thing here and and this and they spaced out the dungeons and stuff and it was like there's a there's basically an NES version of the Breath of the Wild map that oh, was a cool. design doc at one point. And it's like, hey guys, great idea. You really did something different. Now let's do something new. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like the idea. I mean, the Zelda games, like, uh, you know, how much story do you put in one of those, right? Because they're not really about that, but at the same time, there's clearly a lot of lore, and there's people moving around in the world. It's like, they have a story of some kind, right? It, it's there. Um, I know it's kind of like a, a little bit hacky now, but the idea of, like, what if it starts in black and white, and you're, like, returning color to the world? Uh, I, I think the black and white with, like, the, the little bits of color aesthetic is just, like, visually, I really like it. But I think it would be fun... If, like, you're doing that in your link and you're, like, trying to restore color, but most of the people that are living in this world have lived in it so long that they don't, they've never seen the colors before other than, like, on monsters, and so they think you're, like, they want it back to normal, right? Like, you're, like, ending the world to them. Like, you're doing a bad thing. Um, And so, like, there's this idea of, like, I'm trying to restore balance to the world, restore beauty to the world, but everyone's, like, upset, and it's all of a sudden, like, maybe I am doing something wrong. Like, maybe the maybe they're right and like the monsters are colorful because they're monsters and they're warning you to like stay away like you could maybe play with that i think in a zelda game and you'd keep it somewhat minimal but within you know the realm of like a zelda story i think there's something to play with there um i feel like the idea of playing with color and literally like stealing it or putting it back is a kind of like kid-friendly approach that nintendo would also really get excited about yeah these are great, by the way. What you yeah, I love this. Sick. There's this artist that does these like, uh, like old, you know, dollar store, uh, paperback novel covers. It's like Twilight Gal, a new Lincoln mystery. Yeah, these are fun. I love the Dragon Ball Z ones, though. <laughs> oh yeah, I was gonna say this isn't Nintendo. This is something else. Yeah, the the Android Saga, Part Three, the Time Traveler. I like Dragon Ball Z to a point. I'm a fan. I think I don't know. I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. We're at 55 minutes. I don't know if we want to. I love the Smash Brothers one where like Mario and Samus and Link are there, and Samus is like choking out Wario. Yeah. But there's the big hand. It's like the Puppet Master from Beyond the Stars. It's such a great aesthetic. I would love to see like this return to some degree uh i don't know i don't know how or why but i I would like to see it return i kind of miss film noir like mysteries (laughs) i know they still do them once in a while but like the maltese falcon like the third remake of it is one of my favorite movies uh that would be great but yeah I, i so i guess um the legend of zelda the animated show was a hoot yeah, I'm glad we did this. I was not expecting it. Um, but yeah, you know, there's a, there's a lot in the Zelda franchise to appreciate, but I still stand by what I said. I think it's a lot like Star Wars, where you have to pick and choose the parts you like, because it's getting to the point where there's more bad than good. Yeah. And it's not the kind of thing you should just get excited about purely by the name drop. That's fair. Maybe. Maybe I'm not being fair. I think I am. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think. Like, I feel like even the Zelda games I didn't really like. I'm still kind of glad I played. I so, um I really didn't like what Minish Cap or Link Between Worlds or I I really didn't like the Wind Waker HD version. Um, honestly, I'm not even that big of a fan of Ocarina of Time. Oh wow! I feel like uh, Majora's Mask is condensed. And Ocarina of Time is maybe too spread out. That's there's fair. Like, there's like a lot of emptiness. Um, yeah, I just remember I, like the first time, like you're, it turns to night and you're walking through a field you've walked through a thousand times and all of a sudden ghosts show up. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like there was just that like yeah, sense of adventure to that game that I remember like, like that was the first time I got to experience that. And I was like, oh my God, this is great. When it was new, it's groundbreaking. Uh over the years, I think it did age well, but just I played Majora's Mask and, it, and I went back to Ocarina of Time and it's like, I'm not enjoying this. And I go back to Majora's Mask and it's like, oh, yeah, this part. 
Um, and it's basically the same game. <laughs> it just remixed a lot. I, also, though, I will say, I think the music is much better in Majora's Mask. Oh, there you go. Maybe that's key, too. But yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things I like in it. So that's Zelda. Um, glad space. Uh, sure. What's a what's a glad thing that you're spacing about? Uh, I kind of want to talk about uh, our VR chat escapade last week. Um, I don't remember it. We went. To, we we did karaoke. Oh yeah, that was fun. And uh, I, I'm pretty glad I I did that. Um, that was literally the first time I've ever done karaoke in any capacity, and it was funny because like. No one could see me, but I was like literally so nervous I was shaking as we were wa- as I was waiting for that song to start. Um, That's adorable. I I I was uh I was like I cannot fucking believe this, and I'm you know I'm among friends, right? It was only the four of us, and I'm just like God, and I wanted to do like some version of this at like Christmas party uh, this year because they did karaoke the last one we had, and I'm, I. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it <laughs> with that many people, but it was, it was great fun to like actually do it. Cause I've, I've thought about, thought about it for a while, just like as a thing. Um, and obviously I've been taking lessons and stuff. And so just to like, finally throw myself out there was, was, was kind of a blast. And, and, uh, I, I that whole, that whole VR chat session was great. We, we went to a lot of fun places. Did, did we do something else that was fun too? Yeah, we did that rhythm game. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that that rhythm game is actually pretty fun too. And it's one of those things that you can kind of only do in VR. Yeah, because you're catching the notes as they fly at you, so it's like a very 3D space uh, input. But that was I told- fun. I yeah, I think I'm I'm literally the worst singer between the four of us. Well, but I I spent like the entire night singing while you ladies were in the corner trying to pick a song. That that did kind of happen. Um, Anthony <laughs> refused to do anything. The bastard. That's right. He didn't even try. Yeah, it, it was funny because I I know Joe was kind of nervous too, and it's like, yeah, Why? But you're 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 the the best one here. You fuck face. Why is he nervous? I I think most people are nervous to perform around other people. Like it's it's fucking nerve wracking. Because I remember bringing this up in my writer's group. I was like, guys, I finally did it. I was really nervous. And someone's like, why? It's VR chat. And I was like, because I'm still, like, performing and I want to sound somewhat good. Uh, there's, like, you know, they're going to judge me for this. Like, I don't I, know. I sang that Steven Universe song. And there's a part where, cute. like, the camera slowly pans around Pearl. So I was literally, like, spinning in circles rapidly while singing that part. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Oh, that was fun. I'm glad we did that. So that that's my that's my glad space is just you know, VR I'm chat glad, was a hoot. I'm glad you took that first step to get over your fears because you also you sang more after that too. So it wasn't a traumatizing experience. No, no. Once I got done the first one, I was like, "Well, that was fucking fun. What else do? What else can we do?" Yeah, I told you you'd have fun. Well, that's good though. Um, I got a glad space. Uh oh yeah. So, uh, last weekend. The Padres hit, uh, or they they finally got a no hitter. Okay, they, they've never they're the only team to have never gotten a no hitter. Oh, well, that's good for them. That's cool. Yeah, it's like a San Diego tradition to lament having the worst team in baseball. That's not like the worst performing team in baseball. Like sure, there's other teams with worse numbers. Except we always have that no hitter record. We'll never meet. Um. So it was kind of a big deal. <laughs> like everyone in town was talking about it for days. And it's kind of like, yeah. And then coincidentally, a good friend of mine has a spare ticket. So I'm going to go see a game. They're playing the uh, the Dodgers this weekend. And they're pretty oh, cool. good tickets, too. Um, So that's going to be fun. It's a Padres yeah. week. That's exciting. Yeah. Play ball. Yay. Um. Before we head out, I want to plug my uh, MLP fanfic because I feel like I talked about that a little bit, and so it is finally going up um, on fimfiction.net. It's uh, My Little Warhammer. Uh, Friendship is WOG. But if you type in My Little Warhammer, I think it'll show up. And if you want to read what would happen if ponies teamed up with orcs to kill Tyranids, uh, you can go do that. 
It, it's pretty fun, too. I'm not just saying that as a friend. I really enjoyed my reading. I'm hoping to put... I think by the time this episode goes up, the whole thing should be done. I got one more chapter to post, um, which I was going to edit earlier in the day, and then Super did not do that. So uh, hopefully it'll still go up tomorrow. That was the that was the goal. Friendship is wah. But it, it's kind of been fun. It's gotten a handful of comments and stuff. Uh, the people reading it seem to like it quite a bit, and that's been enjoyable. Well, but... Yeah, I, I hope everyone all. out there can have a glad space of your yeah, story. Yeah, you, you fuckers. And uh, your own glad space. Yeah, try that for for change. Jeez, stop stealing ours. You know how hard it is to be glad in these trying times. It's literally work. I have to put in once a week to yeah. think of something to be happy about. I want to be miserable. It's easier. It kind of is, isn't it? Could be like the Hamlet. Good night, everybody. Good night. I like saying good night because I, I feel like most people listen to podcasts while they're driving, which means they're not going to bed. Do the Mario swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. You got it. It's the Mario. The Mario swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. Come on now, just like that.